Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. I can't believe it's been almost two years since I've last hosted a live training. Well, consider this a manifestation because for the first time in almost two years, I'm hosting a live three-day money manifestation training called Cashflow. And the best part, it's absolutely free to join. We're going to be talking all about raising your financial set point, taking your power back when it comes to money so that it no longer has its hold on you, having money respond to you as the sovereign queen of money, not the other way around, becoming wealthy without frying your nervous system, the exact steps to accessing financial abundance for life, and so much more. You can sign up for this free training at manifestationbabe.com slash cashflow. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash cashflow. We start May 15th, and I can't wait to see you there. Hey there, gorgeous boss babe. If you've come to this podcast to get inspired today and walk away with actionable tips and tricks to apply to your daily life so that you can manifest whatever you want, then you are absolutely in the right place. Before I dive into today's episode, I wanted to share with you something both actionable and inspirational that has completely transformed the course of my business in the last year since my team and I have been implementing it. It has added at least $3 million worth of additional revenue into our business and is a game changer regardless of where you're currently at with your business. Whether you're a complete business newbie, a struggling entrepreneur, or even a burnt out CEO with a huge team, Business by Design is going to completely transform you from where you are today to a, what I now call myself, digital CEO boss babe. My good friend and mentor, James Wedmore, and I are doing something special for the manifestation babes who take charge of their businesses in 2019. Think not only having the most effective, proven, profitable, transformational strategies and tactics, but the mindset of the most successful entrepreneur in the world. If you want to create a business that is not only wildly profitable, but gives you the freedom to do whatever you want, whenever you want, you will definitely want to get on the wait list for Business by Design right now. Literally, pause this episode right now, head over to manifestyourbusinessbydesign.com. Again, manifestyourbusinessbydesign.com. Make sure you get your name down on the special MB only wait list and get ready for something epic to come your way in July. Okay, 
Got yourself on the wait list? You sure? Perfect. Let's head right into today's episode. All right, you gorgeous souls. I hope you're having an amazing, amazing day today. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I know it's not your typical manifestation, inspiration, mindset, money tip, or anything like that, because we are continuing the conversation around breast implants, which is why this is appropriately titled Life After Breast Implant Illness Is Explanting Just a Trend. My massage therapist was actually on, supposed to be on her way to my house right now to give me my, I don't know, fifth or sixth or seventh lymphatic drainage massage. And she ended up canceling because she got food sickness um, or food poisoning. So I figured that maybe perhaps this is a sign from the universe to finally give you my one month and actually it's five weeks now. So five week update on how my surgery went and how I'm feeling, and did my symptoms go away, and did any of them stay, and is explanting really just a hashtag on Instagram, right? It seems that way, and you know, trend or no trend doesn't matter. I'm here to share with you my personal experience, my raw, honest, authentic truth, and you can take from this whatever it is that you want to take. First of all, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, This episode will make zero sense unless you go to episode number 88. So that episode is called Got Breast Implants, Why I'm Removing Mine and How They've Been Negatively Affecting My Mindset and Health. Listen to that episode first because that's where I discuss my decision-making process. I give you information. I give you resources to do your own research because I think that's so much more empowering than just listening my take on breast implant illness, but actually getting the facts. Um, And also I share there my crazy symptoms that I've been experiencing over the last 12 to 18 months. And I will actually share with you the symptoms again here, but more from the perspective of what has gone and what has stayed, or at least the general trend of my healing. So this is definitely a continuation. Again, if you haven't yet listened to episode number 88, if you're interested in this topic, if you're someone who's had a recent explant, if you're someone who's considering an explant, if you're someone who has breast implants and maybe doesn't feel their best, or if you're just curious or you are concerned about a loved one or whatever your reason is, make sure you go back and really listen to my decision-making process because there was a process. It was mostly intuitive, but I did read a couple things. I saw a couple things and I wanted to share with you really my path and my personal journey of how I got to the other side to begin with, how I underwent another voluntary surgery, removed a part of my body that I actually really liked and had no issues with, except for the fact that it was slowly killing me inside and taking away my creativity and taking away my zest for life and taking away my memory and taking away just so many crazy symptoms that I now know for a fact, especially being five weeks on the other side, still healing, right? Still experiencing ups and downs, but at least I know that the the things that went away and the symptoms that I no longer feel were connected to the breast implants. And that is empowering to me. And I want to share with you, especially if you're someone who is really nervous about making this kind of decision and is unsure. So you can at least hear that if you, for instance, have a a surgery scheduled 
and you're very nervous about it, trust me, I was too, and I'll share that with you in just a second, that you can at least hear in my voice that it was 150% worth it, okay? Now, I know this is a controversial topic. I've posted about it on Instagram, and I've received both a lot of love, like 99% love, and maybe like 1% hate over it. And I wouldn't even call it hate, but a little bit of criticism, a little bit of people saying that I'm over-exaggerating and that um, it's there's no such thing and blah, 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 blah. We're not going to get into it. And it's personally not fun, of course, to get torn down over my experience, um, I, but I dedicated my life's work, and I hope you notice this by now, to sharing my journey completely uncensored and openly. So thank you so much for those of you who are respecting that this is my journey, and I am choosing to share something that has absolutely, actually, and actually in a lot of ways has a lot to do with manifestation and mindset because it really affected my mindset. It affected my health which then took a toll on my mindset, which then took a toll on my mood and my ability to create and my ability to build my business. But of course, like everything is always connected. But I know that this is more one of those health and wellness episodes rather than, you know, what you're really here for, which is mindset manifestation. And I get that there's lots of other podcasts you can go to for wellness, but I'm just opening up because I think that I'm supposed to help someone. And I've already helped a couple of women um, make that decision for their for themselves to explant, and I've got gotten so many thank yous from them, especially since they're already on the other side in healing, and we've had very similar experiences. So this is why I do what I do, and I also want to share the exact same disclaimer that I had in my initial episode that I am not here to scare you at all. I'm not saying that you're gonna have the exact same story as me that if you recently got breast implants, that you're going to get sick because not everybody gets sick. Not everybody feels these symptoms. Not everybody has an autoimmune response. And, you know, like I recognize that and I'm not here to say like, oh my goodness, you're going to die. You know, you got breast implants and now your life is over. That is not where I'm coming from at all. I'm no expert. I'm no doctor. I'm no nutritionist. I'm no, I don't have all the answers, okay? I'm simply sharing my personal experience in the hopes of helping at least one person improve their health and give them peace of mind. So here is the lowdown, okay? I removed my breast implants on April 16th, 2019. So via my fancy schmancy calendar over here on my laptop, it's been exactly five weeks. And I went into this surgery with zero certainty that this would even do anything to help me. And I talked about that on a previous podcast. Um, I think it was on my, you know, what to do when you're feeling sick AF or whatever title I gave that episode. There's an episode where I talk about how Brennan was so worried because he thought that I was putting so much certainty into the surgery. He was afraid and extremely worried. And, you know, it's a valid, it's a valid worry that I would get false hopes. I would go through the surgery and I'd still be sick on the other side, meaning that I went through a surgery for absolutely no reason, took out a part of my body that I was actually very happy with and enjoyed Um, not literally part of my body. It's a medical implant, but you get the point. It made my breasts bigger, right? And made my breasts rounder and bigger. And I liked it. I really did. I have no issue with plastic surgery. I'm not against plastic surgery. I am just pro health. And if something is affecting your health, 
then in that moment, I will be against whatever plastic surgery that gave you that condition, right? But in general, like there are types of plastic surgery that don't really have an effect on your health because they don't involve a foreign object going inside your body. And so you know what, as long as you're not fixing a void, as long as you are not using plastic surgery to fix some internal void inside of you, it can be pretty beneficial for your confidence levels, for your self-esteem, for something that bothers you every time you look at yourself in the mirror. If you are 100% happy with everything else in your life and you're not doing it for anyone else and you're only doing it for you, which is why I did the surgery in the first place, then it's different. And I recognize that my life did not change after breast implants. Yeah, I had nicer breasts, but it did not make any significant change in my life except for how I felt about myself. And so in that reasoning, I see it as something that can add to your life. The only difference is that, of course, my body reacted very poorly to it. I got extremely sick. Um, There are ingredients inside of breast implants that are so, so toxic to your body. There are a lot of neurotoxins in there which explain the memory loss and explain all of this uh, brain fog that I've been feeling, etc. But I, again, I'm not against it. So please don't think that this is, you know, my anti-plastic surgery or my anti-breast implant uh, podcast where I'm like protesting something here. I'm just literally sharing my journey and just making a statement that I will never put another foreign object into my body ever again. And funny enough, I've had a conversation with my surgeon uh, not too long ago about fillers. And I asked him, I was like, hey, now that I know that my body is not going to react well to foreign objects, I have an autoimmune response. It showed up in all my blood tests, which I'll get into a little bit later. I took a blood test after my surgery, and what it revealed was super interesting and very, very um, totally in line with my breast implants. Like my my nurse, who was uh, you know describing to me like what is going on in my you know helping me decipher what's happening in my blood test. He was like, oh my God, I literally thought you were going to be a dead person walking in here. He's like, you, your blood shows how chronically stressed out your body is. He's like, are you okay? Like, are you really stressed out? And I'm like, I'm not stressed out at all. It was what I believe to be my breast implants and my body being super stressed out from my breast implants. So he was like, wow, that makes sense. Holy crap. You know, I've always like figured that there'd be some sort of effect and blah, 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 blah. And then with my surgeon... I had a conversation with him and I'll share with you his details because I highly, highly recommend this man. Um, If you want to go to, of course, he is definitely top notch, top end celebrity plastic surgeon. I was very, very uh, concerned with him being um, the type of surgeon to convince me not to do it or to replace my implants or to or tell me that, you know, they can't have a negative effect on my body. And I'm so grateful that that wasn't my experience. I highly, highly recommend him. He's amazing. Did great work. I feel amazing. But anyway, I'm getting so sidetracked right now. So I was asking him about fillers and he was like, yeah, you know what? Like, even though, for instance, under eye hollows is something that always uh, kind of bugged me about my eyes. Again, it's not making or breaking my face, but if I were to fix that and there was a fix to it, I would, I wouldn't mind. Right. So I was asking him and he said, yeah, you know, dermal fillers, even though they are mimicking a substance that is naturally made in your body, it is still synthetically made. So I would not recommend that for you. And I would highly recommend um, doing possibly in the future, like a fat transfer. 
Um, for eyes specifically, it's called a nanofat transfer. And so I would ask him all these questions about, you know, my options in the future as I get older, if I do have any interest in just like upkeeping my youth or just, you know, just like so I so that I have my options. Again, I'm not coming from a place of like getting old is bad or wrinkles are bad. I'm, I really have no interest in Botox whatsoever. I'm so against fillers now simply because I know my body does not react to them. And I don't think that I will need them. Um, I don't want them. And they are, you know, obviously synthetic and they're a foreign object in the body. So at least I know from my experience that I will never get another foreign object in my body. But anyway, Brennan, let's, let's rewind, go back. Brennan was extremely worried about me getting false hopes. And I totally agree with them. And I also told him, I'm like, dude, I know this is an investment of money, of time, of, you know, possibly getting my heart broken after coming out of surgery and not and nothing changing. Of course, I get it. But I just want to let you know one thing. This is just the beginning of my health journey. And if this doesn't help, I am going to go on a maniacal journey to figure out what's going on inside my body. I will travel all around the world if I have to, and I'm not placing all my expectations on this. And I was serious, you guys. I was so sick and tired of being sick and tired. To recap the symptoms that I was feeling and why I was so determined to figure this out, why I hit this enough is enough point, especially after realizing like, you know what? This doesn't sound very normal. Like, I don't remember always feeling this way. And I eat very well. I take all my vitamins. I take all my supplements. You know, I could do better. I could be exercising more, but I am not an unhealthy person. And I, anytime I take a health test of any different, of any kind, doctors always tell me, you know, you're a healthy person. Great. Cholesterol's fantastic. Blood's fantastic. This is fantastic. Metabolism, metabolism, fantastic, blah, 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 blah. And so one day I just hit this enough is enough point because I recognize I should not be feeling this crappy. For example, let me just share with you my symptoms um, to recap from episode number 88. Number one, my energy levels were so low. I had never ending fatigue. And I just want to admit to you guys for a second and be completely transparent, is that I chose to suffer in silence when it came to my health. And I had some people leaving comments on some of my posts and stories um, around breast implant illness because I, I said how I've literally been bedridden for all of 2019. And of course, on social media, I'm traveling around the world. I am taking my parents on vacation. I'm doing my retreat. You know, I spent a month in Bali. You know, Catherine, you're over-exaggerating. And really, you guys, I wasn't. Um, I spent a lot of time on that Bali retreat uh, taking as many breaks as I could, taking as many naps as I could. Of course, I wouldn't show it to my girls. They very well knew that I wasn't at my top, top game, but I pushed myself. I really pushed myself. And if you ask my team, I was taking lots and lots of naps and lots of breaks because I just couldn't 
go all out like I could on previous retreats. When my parents finally came around, I spent maybe 75% of the time in bed, um, especially from afternoon until evening. We'd spend when I had the most amount of energy, which I always had energy in the morning, and then it would die around noon, maybe between 10 a.m. to noon, and then it would kick up again around 7 to 8 p.m., which is very, very classic adrenal fatigue symptom right there. But what people don't know is that I chose to suffer in silence because I never wanted to complain to you guys. I never wanted to be a downer. Like, I I never wanted to come on and just be like, oh, man, I'm feeling like crap and da 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 because I didn't feel like I could add any value from a place of not being able to figure out what was going on with me. With me. And at some point, I hit this enough enough, enough is enough point where I was like, you know what, I need to figure this out because I know that once I figure this out, I can help someone else. And this is why I'm going through it. But when I say never ending fatigue, I could not work more than an hour a day from bed or from my chair recording a podcast, especially when I was recording a podcast. That's it. I would record the podcast, I'd send it off to my team, and I'd be done for the day, which I recognize how I was able to build this business in 2016 and 2017, working 18 hours a day, I realized that my breast implants really started to take a toll on me end of 2017. Because after end of 2017, which I now I recognize, if you guys remember in my you know, my story, if you guys follow me closely um, via podcast or Instagram, that I let go of my entire team in late 2017, which caused a huge stress response within my body. Um, I mean, that really pushed me over the edge. I was so beyond stressed out. I was literally panicking, experiencing heart palpitations every single day, way more than normal. I mean, my body just went over the edge. And now I recognize that that was a trigger to my body to really unleash the other symptoms. And I recognize now that that never ending fatigue really started around that point. Um, I also gradually lost my creativity and zest for life that I had previously, and I started to experience brain fog, um, short-term memory loss, forgetting what I was talking about. I mean, I don't know if you noticed the difference, and I'm so curious if you could message me or tag me or somehow communicate with me. I don't know if you have noticed a difference between how my train of thought is working right now versus how my train of thought was working in previous episodes. And maybe it's not that big of a deal, but something that really frustrated me was losing words. It drove me insane. And I laugh at myself because I still experience that today, but not to the degree that I experienced it, where if I lost a word, it was not coming back. Now, when I lose a word, I can catch it within like 20 seconds, 10 seconds, five seconds, sometimes instantly. But it was pretty embarrassing. And I was like, I don't know this that this is normal because I don't ever remember having this issue uh, even three years ago. Like, this is just not normal. Um, my PMS symptoms were really horrible. I recently learned what PMDD is, and I think it start, uh, stands for pre-me- uh, premenstrual something disorder. It's like a very extreme version of PMS where you literally like you, you can't function. And I started to experience that within the last 12 to 18 months, I would experience suicidal thoughts 
with every cycle of PMS. And of course that worried Brennan. And of course that drove me insane because I'm like, how can I be such a happy, positive person, um, you know, helping the world relieve themselves from their limitations, help them see the world from a more positive space and fucking tell myself or think to myself how I need to kill myself. And that's it. I'm not worthy. I'm no longer needed here. I'm not, you know, there's, there's no point to life and all these, all this crazy stuff that I would say to myself and say to Brennan once a month, every single month. And of course it would worry me. And of course you can imagine it worried my husband. Thankfully I had a full cycle since I took my IUD out, which is another element to this whole story. And my breast implants, I experienced a PMS cycle and it was nothing like I used to. The suicidal thoughts were not there. I cried. I was a little emotional. I was experiencing a cycle while detoxing. So as you can imagine, that might heighten things but it wasn't as bad as it used to be. Um, I couldn't function without caffeine, even while sleeping eight to nine hours a day, eating super healthy, having all my vitamins, minerals, exercising, practicing self-care, my massages and facials and stretching. And oh my God, I would do everything. And I still would have seven to eight cups of coffee a day. I am not over-exaggerating. Again, I told you guys, I would suffer in silence. This is stuff that I just won't post on Instagram because how inspiring is it to watch a human being try to trying to remember what she needs to finish for her team before the next day, drinking her seventh cup of coffee at 8 p.m., in bed, exhausted AF, not having accomplished a single thing that day. So yeah, of course, I didn't show this part of me on Instagram. I didn't show this part of me on my podcast. I would talk about it every now and then and, you know, when appropriate, but it's just something that I didn't share that I'm now opening up about, not because I wanted to lie to you guys, not because I wanted to hide from you, not because, you know, anything more than just the simple fact that I didn't want to bring you down with me. Um, it was hard and I wanted to come from a place when I would talk about it, uh, I wanted to come from a place of hope an inspiration and that there is an answer and solution out there. And I was determined to find it. Um, back pain, neck pain, heart palpitations, inflammation in the body. I could not lose a pound for the life of me because I just had so much water weight inside my body. Um, constant pathogens, parasites, gut infections. I'd be doing a parasite cleanse maybe once every three months. And this is normal, you guys, especially for world travelers. Like if you are someone who is visiting countries all over the world, um, on a consistent basis, like you're going to Bali and you're going to Thailand and you're going to Africa and you're going to South America and just like all of these places, um, you probably picked up a pathogen here or there either accidentally from drinking water or accidentally from eating something or eating something that was washed with water, uh, top water or cooked with top water, whatever it is, it's, it's, it's a normal process when it comes to traveling. I'm very well aware of it, aware of it. And I do as many parasite cleanses as possible. Like I'll do colonics, I'll do some sort of detox, especially when I've been traveling for a while. And the reason why it happens is mainly because our immune system is not used to that pathogen, whereas locals of the area that you visited probably are used to that pathogen or know not to touch or do certain things and therefore they don't get them or sometimes they do have them too. Um, But anyway, I would have constant gut infections. And regardless, regardless of what I would do, I just 
I would either get tested positive for them or I could just, this is so TMI. I can't even believe I'm saying this on my podcast. So you're welcome for those of you listening, like you're in for a treat of transparency. I would have the most insane anal itching of my life for many, many, many months that went away after surgery, especially with the parasite cleanse that I'm doing now. It's finally working. And the main reason why it's so hard to kill these pathogens and parasites while you have breast implants is because biofilm tends to stick to the breast implants, which is where bacteria and pathogens tend to hide, but also because they feed off of the chemicals that are leached from them. So when you have breast implants in, even though they tell you that they are completely impermeable, that's actually not true. And gel bleeds are very common. Ruptures are actually more common than you think. And there are literally women have been tested where they have their implants intact in their bodies, but they're finding silicone, which is the only source of silicone in the bodies of breast implants. They're finding in other body parts. They're finding it in their lymph nodes. So it is actually traveling And these pathogens, from my understanding, again, I am no expert here. Like this is literally from my own research. It's the super condensed version, but pathogens tend to eat on those toxins. Um, They enjoy those toxins and then they really release their own toxins after they have eaten. (laughs) Um, Loss of libido, very frustrating. Trouble taking deep breaths in, blurry vision, Um, I've experienced lots of vertigo, 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 um, seeing walls move as if I'm on LSD. (laughs) Like I would see things move around and I'm like, I swear I didn't take anything. I hope no one drugged me, but why is this wall moving right now? Which can be very concerning, especially when you're not in the comfort of your own home and you're trying to hold a conversation with someone or you're driving. Very concerning. Um, not wanting to get out of bed most days. Yeah, of course, when you're tired, um, don't want to do that. Constant cold hands and lack of body temperature control, constant bloodshot eyes, which is going to be such a big piece of, especially if if you've been following the before and after pictures that I've been sharing. And honestly, a lot of you have been messaging me and telling me that my eyes look clearer. They only get bloodshot now if I'm tired or if I've had a long day or if I've itched my eye or irritated my eye or my contacts are too dry and I have to change them. Those those are the only ways that they get bloodshot now. Before, they were constantly, constantly, didn't matter how many hours I slept, didn't matter anything, they would be bloodshot. Um, Lactose intolerance that I realized I never had before my implants, Uh, always looking tired, which makes sense that I've considered under eye fillers before to fix it. So I look more wide awake. Well, I look more more wide awake now. I still have under eye hollows, but it's made such a difference. Um, hypothyroidism is something that I discovered shortly actually after I put my implants in and a naturopath treated me for this. Um, I improved phenomenally, but my blood test that I took two weeks ago showed that my thyroid is still a little wonky, which makes sense. As the nurse described to me, he like drew a pyramid on my, on this sheet of, you know, test results that he gave me. And he literally said that, you know, the very first place when your body's under attack or stress, the very first place that, um, gets taken from, or that it affects the stress is the adrenal system. So your adrenal glands. And then once that is 
once it's gotten so bad, it goes to the next level, which is your thyroid from my understanding. And then after your thyroid, it starts eating from your sex hormones, which is why libido gets lost. And then very last thing is uh, it taps into vitamin D. He drew that as the like base and said that typically if you're low in vitamin D, it means there's an issue in all of these systems, especially if you're getting enough vitamin D um, and you are spending time outside and you're a generally healthy person. Usually it's the chronic stress or there's some foreign object inside of your body that's stressing out your body. Even if you're feeling no mental stress or outside pressure, like there's nothing stressful going on in your business or at home or with work or anything like that, but your body is still under stress. So my thyroid was still a little wonky and explains the, also the low libido because that's the other category that started dipping, um, which is the sex hormones. But anyway, metabolism wasn't always to speed. Uh, I talked about inability to lose weight. No matter how strict my diet was, I feel constant bloating and constant inflammation. And I could just see that my face was so much rounder than it used to be. And now that's actually slimmed down purely from the inflammation. Anyway, these symptoms got in the way of my work, got in the way of my creativity, got in the way of my relationship my drive to go out and meet people and have fun. Oh my goodness. And uh, my ability to travel easily. Yes, I still traveled, guys. I pushed myself. I literally pushed myself. Um, And because I love A, I love travel so much. And B, especially in Bali, like I went to Bali to work first and foremost, and I had to push myself. Um, But it wasn't enjoyable. It wasn't as enjoyable as it should have been. And I am so excited for my first vacation post-surgery to just experience a vacation that feels like a vacation. It doesn't feel like I'm draining myself even further. So this really took away from me simply living my life, you guys. It was horrible. So I went with Dr. Daniel Poor at Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Group. This is a surgeon. This is my very first consult, which is so funny because I tend to nail it on my first consults. I did it with my breast implants and now I did it with the explant. But I walked in, you know, first of all, I live five minutes from Beverly Hills and Beverly Hills is the mecca of plastic surgery. But I knew that there were explant specialists, but they had like a wait list of a year and beyond because their work is so needed now and they're so booked up and I was not going to wait another freaking day before I schedule my surgery date. And I was not going to wait another year. And so when I walked into the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Group, honest to God, I thought that it would, you know, I wanted to hear from the surgeon what his opinion was, what his recommendations were, what he thinks, especially since I also had capsular contracture which is a very common issue that requires surgery to fix. I just wanted to hear his opinion, like what he thinks is actually capsular contracture, is it not? And I wasn't necessarily like being like, okay, I'm in here for an explant. But I mentioned to him that if I need another surgery with a capsular contractor, I will just remove the implants. And he was like, why would you remove the implants? Why not replace them? And we went in this conversation and I literally thought that he'd be the guy to be like, no, there's no such thing. There is, you know, implants are safe and blah, 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 blah. But I am actually very surprised. And now I hear that this is very rare. I found a surgeon who didn't 100% admit to breast implant illness. Actually, he is now, which I will talk about the switch that I felt within him, uh, which really was inspiring to me. 
uh, that, well, first of all, he just, I was so appreciative that he acknowledged the issues that I was feeling. He acknowledged that I wasn't feeling good. And he shared with me other examples of women that he explanted um, that week or the previous week and talking about how they feel better. So he knows that he cannot deny it. He just, he just is, he's just going by, you know, the, the medical handbook, right. And in his research or his experience, breast implants should not cause issues, right? If they're FDA approved, that must mean they're safe. And it is not, it is not the plastic surgeon's fault. It really isn't. And I don't see it that way. I don't see plastic surgeons who are putting breast implants into women as evil people, as some uh, breast implant illness patients go as far as to being like, sue your surgeon and blah, blah, blah. And oh my God, these money hungry surgeons. And just like all of these mean things that I would see. And I, of course, roll my eyes because you have to remember that they are also as misinformed as we are. And they are good people. They are, they went into this industry to help people. And, you know, it's, they didn't know they weren't informed either. So this is all just like brand new, or at least I just recently discovered this and not many surgeons acknowledge it yet for that reason that it just doesn't make sense according to their uh, training and according to their scientific knowledge. Like there just aren't that many studies out there, but he agreed. First of all, he acknowledged the issues that breast implants can cause. He said that he's helped women, um, you know, that, came in feeling like shit, took out the implants, and they felt amazing. And he's like, you know what? I cannot deny that. Um, He also agreed to take them out properly, which um, I had such a comforting experience because he assured me that he would do um, a total capsulectomy. He would not leave a single trace of capsule or a single trace of silicone inside of my body. It is so important, especially if you're getting an explant. I will connect you with the Facebook group that has so many resources, but um, because I don't want to be the one to tell you exactly everything that you need to know that I'm going to leave the resources for you. But one of the most important things is to take out the capsule. If you cannot do an end block capsulectomy, which is where the surgeon removes the implant in one go with the capsule still attached to it. um, And if you don't know even how this works or what a capsule is and what the difference is, once you get inside of that group, or even if you just research a total uh, capsulectomy, you'll find exactly what I'm talking about. There's tons of pictures of it. I just, I just don't want to get into the nitty gritty of this because this is not the point of the podcast. So anyway, he comforted me. And what was really impressive most to me was that um, as we got closer to the surgery, it was almost as if he had a switch. And he was like, you know what? Like, um, I just wanted to say that my sister has come in here begging me for, you know, that she wants breast implants and she's been begging me to give me, to give her my opinion and to give her my blessing. And I say, listen, you have four kids. You have a husband that loves you. You're such a beautiful woman. Breast implants are not going to help you. They can only make your life worse. They can only make your health worse, right? Aesthetically, sure. But health-wise, they can only make it worse. And he was telling me how many explants he's been doing in the last couple of weeks since we last talked. And it was just amazing to watch his transformation. I don't know what the shift was. I don't know if he um, experienced something in those two weeks or um, I said something or he thought about it or someone told him. I had no idea. But it was really amazing to hear from him his 
opinion and his um, perspective start to shift. And what was funny is that actually during the surgery, he filmed me, like literally I have a video on my phone right now of my own surgery where he is removing the implant exactly how I asked him. And he showed me on video, look, there's not a single trace of capsule inside of you. There's not a single trace of silicone inside of you. I made sure it's out. And this is how I got it out. Here's the implant. Here's a capsule. And that just, of course, blew me away because he really cared about my comfort and security and safety and answered all of my questions. And I just had such a great, great experience with him. I mean, I can't say enough things. I don't want this whole episode to be me gushing over my plastic surgeon. But if you need someone in the Los Angeles area and you'd like to go to someone who is extremely skilled um, and well-known, actually, he's in a lot of like media and stuff, which I didn't know. I honestly booked him completely randomly off of Yelp reviews because he had such great Yelp reviews. And he has a partner that he opened the surgery center with or the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Group with. And they actually operate you on the exact same time. So that cuts the time uh, under anesthesia in half. And they're best friends. And they apparently, I think they went to medical school together. And it's just a really cool just group. And the people are so nice. And I highly recommend, if you can afford them, to totally go and get a consult and get a surgery with them, if you so choose. Of course, I'm gonna I'm going to uh, link the Facebook group, which has a ton of resources and a surgeon who is um, has been previously vetted and trusted by women in the group near your area. And I think they've pretty much covered the whole world. I think there's Canada. I think there's US. I think there's like France and Africa and I don't know, every, every country, at least I, I think so. Um, and you know what? Even my own mom has her explant scheduled with Dr. Daniel Poor in September and I'll be taking care of her. And I'm so proud of her for going through it. And I'm so proud of her for, listening to me, even though she doesn't 100% believe in BII and that's okay. She is a previous plastic surgery nurse and um, she just like, you know, in her mind, she's also never seen or heard of this or never heard of a problem happening before. She herself doesn't have symptoms, but she does need to have go through another surgery. And I convinced her to try just one year of her life uh, without implants. And she's like, you know what? I had implants for 15 years. Um, I'm very curious to see because I don't know what life is like without implants. So I'm very curious now, now that I'm hearing your story and seeing your before and after and the pictures that you've shown me and the videos and all of these like before and afters that you've posted on Instagram, you know what? I'm just going to see that maybe some of the symptoms that I've been feeling are connected to implants. Um, so anyway, I decided to remove my implants and I decided to get a fat transfer to the breast to give me some more natural tissue. Cause I had absolutely no tissue beforehand. And I just want you guys to know that this is not necessary whatsoever. It is purely for aesthetic reasons. And I was a great candidate for this and chose to go this route, even though it's not necessarily necessary to do a fat transfer. It's also way more painful. If you want to avoid pain, do not do a fat transfer. Um, my, thighs, my inner thighs, because he was choosing, he had to choose more areas from which to harvest the fat from to put into my breasts. And so most of my body was so, so sore because he couldn't get all the fat necessary from one single area. So he had to do multiple areas. And so my inner thighs, like I could not walk for 
pretty much three weeks. And so if you want to avoid that, I just want to let you know, don't worry. It is not part of the actual process. You can just have them removed. And that surgery itself was so easy to recover from. I mean, I probably came over the pain from my breast incisions, which is really the only pain that I felt um, within five days, four maybe even. The rest of the pain came from the fat transfer part. Um, the morning of surgery, I, of course, was so nervous, but you guys know how it goes. They prick you, the anesthesia starts flowing, and you don't even know where you are. Like you just go into this peaceful place. Who knows what really happens when you're under anesthesia? I read about it and I don't think people actually know. They say it's like very similar to being in a coma, which is so interesting. But anyway, I said my prayer, I felt good. And all of a sudden, next thing I remember is waking up and Brennan being right by my side, just looking at me, smiling. And I came home, I took a nap. And this is where my journey really started to, I mean, this is where where I realized that I made the right decision. And so when I came home from surgery, and I don't know if you were following me at this point or watching my Insta stories that day of surgery, but if you remember, I posted a very emotional Insta story. And in that Insta story, I, first of all, I woke up from a nap and I decided to take a selfie. And when I took a selfie, I looked at my eyes and what I saw in my eyes were crystal clear eyes. Not a single, first of all, the whites of my eyes were so bright. It was like the brightest white I've ever seen. Not a single vein in my eye, no bloodshot. And in fact, I didn't realize how yellow the whites of my eyes were. They were like grayish, yellowish, brownish. Like I don't even know how to describe that color, but that was completely gone. And it was only five hours after surgery. If you want to see this picture, I have it in my highlight section. Um, I think it's called BII journey or uh, explant journey or something like that. You'll see I'll have two stories side by side, two story highlights um, on my Instagram at manifestation babe, for those of you who don't know. And on there, first of all, you can watch my emotional story, but also just look at the before and after. And I, that was, if you remember my episode in, or my podcast episode number 88, where I talked about how the thing that drove me over the edge is seeing these women's before and after pictures, where they took a picture of themselves two days before surgery and then versus like a day after, two days before surgery and then like a day after And their eye color would change, like specifically the whites of their eyes. And that drove me over the edge because I knew that the eyes just don't lie. And they are windows to the soul. They're windows to your higher self. And when life comes back through your eyes, that means that whatever happened that led to that change was something good, right? It was something for their health. It was something to help them heal. It was something that needed to be removed. It was something that needed to be let go of or changed. And my mind was so blown and I was able to have my own before and after picture. So that was sign number one. And 
it was really hard for me to notice any other difference. I got so many DMs from people saying, how is your memory? How are you thinking? How are you feeling? How's your energy? And I'm like, I'm literally five hours out of surgery. I have no freaking idea. I was high off of my drugs for about three days because the pain was so bad. I decided to go with the opiates that I got prescribed. And then as soon as I could bear just having Tylenol, I stuck with Tylenol. And then I... um. I stopped the Tylenol maybe maybe after day five or day six or something like that. And after day nine, I was completely off of medication. And then, of course, I had to detox that. And I started my detox. And, of course, I knew that with the antibiotics and all the medication and crap and stuff, like I could not judge myself and decide the, the after effects of the surgery until I completely detoxed all of that crap out of my body, all the painkillers, all of the anesthesia. And of course my body is repairing itself. So I'm going to be tired. <laughs> like it's just a known fact that you're going to be tired. But day nine through now, this is day, man, I wrote my notes on day 32 and this was two days ago. So I want to say it's day 34. Um, on day 44, uh, sorry, day nine through 34, here is what I've experienced. And I just want to share with you my after effects so far. Number one, my memory is back. I no longer lose control or lose track of what I'm saying and can remember words easily. I don't know if you've noticed a difference. I don't I don't know if I'm just so in flow and know what I'm talking about right now versus sometimes I'm like, what am I saying? Um, that you maybe didn't notice or do notice, but I'm so curious to hear from you. No more brain fog. I mentioned in my last podcast that every single day in my head felt like a cloudy day and it just didn't feel normal to me. And I no longer experienced that. I'm no longer waking up hungover. I don't have any more fatigue. In fact, I have energy until 9 p.m. every single day. Guys, I'm recording this episode at 7 p.m. Pacific time. By this time, I'd be like completely exhausted in bed trying to finish something that I couldn't finish that morning because I couldn't work that whole day. It's 7 p.m. I think you can hear my energy in my voice. I have energy. I did not drink coffee since this morning. It is purely from that fatigue leaving my body because my body is no longer battling itself. And yeah, I'm taking supplements and vitamins and I'm eating so much better and I'm detoxing. But that was so clear to me on day nine when I actually looked at the clock, very confused, when I started to get tired looked at the clock thinking it's 11 a.m. and it actually being 5 p.m. And then looking at Brennan and our team member, Londa, who was over at a meeting at that time being like, oh my God, it's 5 p.m. you guys. And they're like, yeah. And, and I'm like, I'm not tired. I can keep going. I can actually focus. I can actually pay attention. I'm not falling asleep. I'm not dozing out. I'm not being completely unproductive to this meeting, which I was, I felt so, just so valueless to my team before I did my explant. Like I just felt like I had nothing to offer. I could barely offer any creative feedback. It was just so bad. And that was something that I noticed on day nine, especially when I started my launch for the MBA program. Guys, we had our biggest MBA launch 
And I started that launch literally six days after surgery. And if you remember correctly, from uh, episode number 88, I talked about how my intuition told me to schedule my wait, did I have it scheduled already? I know I pushed up my surgery date by two months. So I don't remember exactly what I said back then, but my intuition told me to schedule my surgery before my launch for me to have the best launch. And of course, to most people, you're thinking like, what? Go through major surgery before launching a program? Yeah. And guess what? It was the most successful launch because I actually had freaking energy for it. Um, my PMS symptoms lessened dramatically, still sucked, but thankfully no suicidal thoughts. Um, no back pain or neck pain, no more eye issues. I can see clearly now. I don't have vertigo. Why do I keep saying vertigo? Vertigo, that whites of my eyes stay consistently white, unless again, I have irritation or allergies or I'm tired. And like, obviously your eyes get red from that. I don't feel hungover anymore. My hunger for life is back. And I remember day three of surgery, looking out the window and then looking at Brennan and being like, I'm excited about life again. Like, I actually want to slay it now. I cannot wait to get back to work and just kill it. And that was such a change in itself. And this is like one of those intangible changes where you can't quite see it. You can't quite pinpoint it, but something feels different and you are finally excited about getting up in the morning and excited about living your life. And that I have not felt since 2017. No more heart palpitations. I haven't had a single one since surgery and I used to have them daily. They're very scary. I don't know if you've ever had a heart palpitation while you're on a treadmill doing cardio, running where your heart is already racing and all of a sudden it skips a beat and you're completely out of breath, think that you're having a heart attack. Yeah, experience that every day. I don't need coffee all day anymore. I have no more than two cups a day. Most days, one cup. Some days, two, just because I freaking like the taste and it has nothing to do with caffeine. I could be drinking decaf coffee and still be happy. But of course, our coffee is caffeinated because Brennan will kill me if I, you know, replace it with, with, um, what am I saying? Did I say detox coffee? I mean, decaffeinated coffee. But anyway, I also need, long story short, maybe TMI, I also need caffeinated coffee for my coffee enemas that I've been doing, which I will share with you my detox, if you're interested, some of my detox hacks and tips and things that I've learned since I went through surgery. But anyway, regardless, um, I don't need coffee all day. Uh, Inflammation in my body is gone. My face looks so much leaner. I look younger and my skin literally glows now. And I, this is a symptom I didn't realize I had until I stopped having it. I would always have tingly fingers and toes, which stopped after surgery. And I would say about 90% of my symptoms are completely gone. Something I did two weeks after surgery, which I know helped and accelerated the healing, is the fact that I removed my copper IUD which has its own set of issues. If you look up copper toxicity and if you look up some stuff around that, I think they call it IUD illness now. Um, You know, I I believe taking it out really accelerated my healing and I felt a physical relief when it came out of me and I was just, my energy went even higher the next day and pretty much from then on, I felt even better. I was already feeling pretty amazing, but just taking out that second foreign object in my body, which I didn't know when I got my copper IUD in, that it creates a low-grade infection in the uterus. 
and it causes a really long and painful menstrual cycles. And I can't even tell you guys, I used to have 10 days, like, um, 10 day periods. And I just recently finished mine yesterday and it was only five days long without the IUD. And I was so used to bleeding a th- literally a third of the month that I didn't even recognize again, right? You think that this is just your normal life that I didn't even recognize or remember even that I used to have four or five day periods. And then what I w- was experiencing as a 10 day long, super heavy, super painful period was not normal. Um, and you know, I'm feeling 90% better, but this doesn't go to say that, you know, healing is not linear. My journey totally had its ups and downs. In fact, I recently experienced a flare up and a flare up from my understanding is when your symptoms just come back very temporarily. Sometimes it could be for a day or for two days. And I don't know why it happens, but I felt like I had breast implant illness for a day And then today went away completely. So this is something I experienced two days ago, actually. And, you know, yesterday and today, I'm back to feeling at 90% again. So very, very weird stuff. But I'll have ups and downs. And I'm also detoxing right now. And I started detoxing 10 days after surgery. Um, By detox, what I mean is not necessarily like I'm on a specific protocol, but more around the fact that I've made some changes in my lifestyle and diet. Again, I will gladly share with you what I'm doing, but please know, of course, you know, in this day and age, we have to put a disclaimer with everything. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a health professional. Please don't take my word for it. Always be your own best health advocate and please do your own research. So don't do something just because I'm doing it. This is why I've been so apprehensive from showing my supplements because I don't want you to just go out and buy these supplements. These supplements were specifically recommended for me or I did my own research before I started using them and understanding what I'm even using them for. Um, And with detoxing also came its own set of symptoms. So I still don't know what it's like to be at 100% because I'm still detoxing and experiencing all crazy symptoms like disgusting skin purges, headaches. Um, I'll get small zaps of energy every now and then where I will feel a little tired on some days more than others and it's a little up and down, but that's of course completely normal and part of the process. Uh, Needing more sleep than usual, irritability and, you know, and the symptoms of course were really high in the beginning and since then have dramatically decreased. So what I experience in terms of detoxing symptoms right now is nowhere near uh, what I felt in the beginning. I actually felt like migraine type symptoms. Um, But right now it's only skin purging, which has been really painful. And I, these really, really gross pimples have been showing up around my lymph nodes, which makes sense because obviously that's where all the toxins and crap is going in the first place. Since that's like the garbage disposal disposal of your body, it makes sense that something's trying to also leave my skin in those areas. And I just know that my liver is like so overloaded right now. It's not even funny. It might take me a good six to 12 months for me to fully detox and I'm okay with it. So you're probably curious, like, what am I doing? So I'm doing another parasite cleanse, of course. And this time I'm doing a protocol from Dr. Jess. And you can find Dr. Jess. I think she's like Dr. 
jess.md on Instagram. Um, and if you just Google Dr. Jess, she'll come up and you can also find her Instagram from there. I'll also post a link in the, um, in my, uh, I almost said bio in the description of this podcast, I will put in the show notes so that you can find anything that I'm referring to that is very specific to a person, um, or specific to like a specific product that I'm using. So this also, the Parasite Cleanse also has a heavy metal cleanse built inside of it. I ordered some more products from, I think it's Quicksilver Scientific Nutrition or something like that, where they have some really powerful heavy metal detoxes and products to really help you kill off any bad bacteria or parasites or pathogens, especially ones that are stuck to biofilms and get them the hell out of your body. And then also bind to any other toxins that might be in your body as well as heavy metals, which I'll talk about in just a second. Um, I'm getting regular lymphatic drainage massages. So helping my lymph system work better. I've switched to an all organic dairy and gluten-free diet. And guys, I found a grocery store called Erwan. Um, actually was recommended by one of my team MB members, Vicky. She told me about this super bougie grocery store in Santa Monica. And I realized that the reason why it costs so much there, it's like way more than Whole Foods, if you're familiar with Whole Foods pricing. But what's awesome about that grocery store is that everything in there pretty much is organic. And you know how, uh, if you've ever been to Whole Foods, how they have pre-prepped like chicken salad, tuna salad, salads, um, you know, egg salad, just like these things, these salads that you can take home with you. Every ingredient in there is organic. And I have just been like over the moon with this discovery because now my grocery shopping has gotten so much easier. So I'm very, very adamant around an all organic diet, especially since as I'm detoxing, I don't want to retoxify my body with all of the um, crap that's that's put inside non-organic food. Um, and then dairy and gluten-free is mainly for my hormones and doing some more research around hormones. Uh, like I've learned so much from, God, I'm going to butcher her last name, but her first name is Elisa and she uh, created the app. I'm actually going to open my phone right now. Um, the app, My Flow. And then the book is called Woman Code. And she talks in there how gluten and dairy can really disrupt the endocrine system, especially, um, you know, stuff around estrogen and all those good hormones that we require to have a healthy body and a healthy cycle. And dairy and gluten-free, uh, sorry, dairy and gluten seems to really affect those areas. I've heard it also affects the thyroid, if I remember correctly. So anyway, I just said to myself, you know what, screw this. It seems like there's only problems from gluten and dairy. There's no benefits except for taste, I guess. So I might as well eliminate it. Um, medical mediums, celery juice protocol, where I drink 16 ounces of fresh celery juice in the morning on an empty stomach. Um, I've been doing daily coffee enemas. I've been doing red light therapy. I've been doing IV therapy. So tons of vitamins as well as NAD plus IV, which is probably my favorite IV in the entire world. I'm getting my second session on Sunday. Do your research on NAD and see if it's something you want to get down with. It's definitely an investment in your health, but oh my God, it is the most potent anti-aging energy tool, detox tool, um, tool. I like how I'm calling it tool, but like protocol, IV, supplement, whatever you want to call it. It is so potent and so powerful. 
I also dry brush before every single shower, really good for the lymph system. I'm walking as much as possible. I'm actually not cleared for exercise yet. I have a few more days. So today's Thursday and then next Tuesday is when it's actually my six-week mark. Then I can exercise. I've been taking a myriad of supplements to promote overall wellness. I've been drinking lots of veggie juices, turmeric lattes every single day. I've been doing foot detoxes using, you know, salts, all kinds of salts like Epsom salt, Dead Sea salt, bentonite clay, apple cider vinegar, some essential oils. Um, I've been doing armpit detoxes. Those are really cute with uh, bentonite clay as well as apple cider vinegar. And then of course, drinking tons of water to just flush myself out over and over and over again. Um, So that's what I'm doing for detoxing. And funny enough, when I wrote the notes that I have in front of me of stuff that I just want to cover for this podcast, I was on my way to, it was actually last week that I was supposed to record this podcast because it was my 30-day mark and that's why it's no longer my 30-day mark. Um, I was on my way for to an appointment to, because I did this like huge blood panel, like this comprehensive panel that needed nine different vials of my blood. I did this at Next Health, if you're curious, um, for anyone who's curious or lives in LA and also wants to do this. And in there, I tested all kinds of stuff. But what interested me most was heavy metals in my body. A, I'm a big time sushi lover. Oh my God, tuna is my favorite fish, my favorite food. Like literally, I could have tuna salad every single day. I can eat raw tuna. I could have tuna in any freaking format and I'm obsessed with it. And I just knew from all the sushi that I've been eating over the years plus the fact that there actually are heavy metals inside of breast implants. So if you ever want to look up the ingredients behind breast implants, um, it is disgusting what they're made of. And they do have heavy metals and both saline and silicone contain the same ingredients, the same chemical soup as each other. So there's no safer implant because even though the inside of saline is just saline water, the shell is still made of the exact same ingredients which contains heavy metals. And so after that test on Friday, I actually found out that I do have mercury toxicity in my body, which totally explains the last 10% of symptoms that I'm now actively healing. And people have asked me, like, is there anything different that I've been feeling from the heavy metals versus the breast implants versus the IUD? And honestly, I'm feeling the exact same symptoms just on varying degrees. So let's say I took out my breast implants. All of the symptoms just went down in severity by like 75%. Then I took out my IUD And that brought it down to another, you know, 15%. And then the last 10% is, let's say, the mercury toxicity, which is what now I am, you know, what I'm giving credit to my symptoms, um, my symptoms to is mercury. And so that explains the last 10%. But honestly, it's the exact same symptoms for all of them. It's not like I'm feeling anything different right now. I'm just feeling a little bit of the residual. And so... That's that's what I'm actively healing now. And I'm going to be on this probably year-long just detoxing journey and really taking care of my health. And I have to tell you, I will never, ever take my health for granted ever again. This is exactly what I needed in my life to just wake me up 
give me a second chance at life and just recognize that it is not about money, you guys. It is not about success. It is not about who knows who. It's not about the purses that you have. It's not about the clothes that you have. It's not about the car that you drive. It's not about any of those things. It is literally about your health. That is your true wealth. Because let me tell you, of all the things that I had in my life, all these amazing things that I've been manifesting pretty much my entire life, I had them and I was unable to enjoy them. And when you're unhealthy, it is so hard to experience the true wealth and abundance in life, which is energy and vitality and actually being able to enjoy it. A lot of you have asked me if it was possible to manifest all of my symptoms away simply by using my mind and not having gone through surgery. And being a law of attraction teacher, you know, this one was really tough for me because instinctively, just from all the, um, the, the law of attraction knowledge that I have, like, yeah, technically I could have totally manifested these symptoms away. But what recently I've been learning, and I think this is the more mature learnings, you know, over time, as I've been expanding on manifestation and law of attraction, I've really recognized the importance of mind, body, and spirit, and how you cannot have the fullest expression of yourself in life or the the most amount of energy or the the best human experience if you're not taking care of all three facets right so there's mind of course which connects to manifestation right there's spirit which also connects to manifestation in the sense that mind is about you know your thoughts and the way that you feel and the way that you process things and spirit is about connecting with source and things that are like you know, feeling connected and feeling like we're all one together and all of the other spiritual things that come to mind when you think of spirit. But then there's also body, right? There is body and our bodies were designed to work a certain way. And I don't think that you can have the highest expression of the human experience when you're working against your body. You know, like think about it this way. Let's say that I eat a ton of, like I want to get fit, right? I decided to get fit. And now I just tell myself, oh, I'm going to manifest rock hard abs or an inch off my waist or whatever it is that I want to manifest in terms of like fitness or weight loss. And I imagine I went like, okay, fine, I'm going to manifest it. And then I just sat on my couch and ate junk food and watched TV for a whole year of my life. There is no inspired action behind that. I am not doing anything in my body to actually lead me to the manifestation of what it is that I desire. It requires mind, body, and spirit to come together. And it's way more powerful than mind alone. And I truly believe that I did manifest wellness because first of all, how would a a surgeon ever have known to like come into my living room and be like, hey, you look sick. Let me help you. No, I had to recognize that I needed help and I had to schedule the consultation. I had to go. I had to pay money that I have manifested in my past to the surgeon and I had to undergo surgery and remove the foreign object from my body. That is the inspired action behind the manifestation of wellness. And that required, you know, the body piece, which is action. And yes, your mind can heal your body. And I'm such a huge proponent of that. If you haven't seen the documentary Heal, please go watch it. It is 
you know, I want, I almost said free, but really you're paying for a Netflix uh, subscription. So it's whatever your Netflix subscription costs. Um, you can watch it. It's included on your membership on Netflix. And I highly recommend it. It's all about healing your body with your mind, but you must also give your body the right environment, right? If you're not giving your body the right environment and space to heal first by, let's say, removing a foreign object and, you know, switching to an all organic diet and taking good care of yourself and everything else that I've listed, you know, ways I'm taking care of myself, then your efforts will simply not make a difference because mind, body, and spirit in sync is way more powerful than mind alone, body alone, and spirit and spirit alone, if that makes sense. Um, which is how I've chosen to think about it now. In the past, it could have been like, you know what? Yeah, I can manifest it not giving me any sort of symptoms. But then also there is that different perspective where I actually had one of my students reach out to me and she said, Catherine, this is a total intuitive download, but I just wanted to tell you that uh, within the last year, the reason why you've been going through this and the reason why you've been experiencing this is because you've raised your vibration so high. You're all of these the, the toxic breast implants, like your body just couldn't hold on to them anymore. It needed space to heal. It needed space to be put back into harmony and needed space to keep up with your soul, with your new vibration. And so therefore it was giving you all the signs and signals to make you go bye-bye to your implants, which I really loved that theory and that perspective. And that's what I've chosen to hold on to. Um, before I close out this podcast, I wanted to share some interesting things that happened in the medical world actually while I underwent surgery and recovery. Number one, France and Canada actually banned textured implants right as I was removing mine. And I had textured implants, which was so interesting. Um, These are the implants that have this textured surface on the outside. They're typically the, they're called the gummy bear implants. They're the cohesive gel that they say will never leak out of your, you know, never leak into your body, even though they totally do. Um, but these are the implants that are most connected to BIALCL, which is a super rare lymphoma, which is a cancer found inside of breast implant capsules. I'm going to send you guys or send you guys, I'm going to add a couple links to the show notes regarding um, a statement and some articles that I want to share with you, just like stuff that's happened in the medical industry uh, or the medical world since I had my surgery. But one of the most interesting ones is actually an FDA statement that was released on May 2nd, two weeks after I removed my implants. And I'm going to read this statement for you, just a section of it. Um, It's just a paragraph and you can read the full statement by, um, it's actually from FDA Principal Deputy Commissioner Amy Abernethy and Jeff Sheeran. Um, who's the director of FDA Center for Devices and Radiological Health, they have released a statement that literally acknowledges breast implant illness, which I have no idea how it's going to change the the industry. I have no idea how it's going to change the plastic surgery industry. Um, But I just know that after this release and after them sharing this, what I'm about to read to you, there is going to be a change. And so if you thought that explanting was a trend, um, I hope that now you can see that it really does change lives. It's completely changed my life. I feel like I got my life back, but also the fact that there is now 
um, acknowledgement from FDA. And so, of course, you know, if the FDA says it's dangerous, then I'm pretty sure there's going to be some sort of change. So here it is. And I quote, and we have heard from patients concerned that their implants may be connected to health conditions involving their immune system's response to these devices, resulting in the variety of symptoms like chronic fatigue, cognitive issues, joint and muscle pain. Does this sound familiar, you guys? Um, oh, joint and muscle pain. While the FDA doesn't have definitive evidence demonstrating breast implants cause these symptoms, the current evidence supports that some women experience systemic symptoms that may resolve when their breast implants are removed, referred to by some patients and healthcare professionals as breast implant illness. We believe women considering a breast implant should be aware of these risks. As we described below, we are taking steps to better characterize the condition and its risk factors and are considering ways to help to ensure women have all the information they need to make informed decisions about whether to obtain breast implants or to remove existing breast implants in an effort to reverse systemic symptoms. What was very interesting is there was also um, a New York Times article the same exact day, literally, these are both released on May 2nd, that actually, even with this statement, the U.S. still refused to ban textured implants after, even after releasing the statement, which I think is so crazy, right? Like Europe already banned it, Canada banned it, but not the U.S., which I think is so interesting. Um, very, very sad. But again, someone made a point to me that, yeah, you know what? The FDA says that cigarettes are dangerous, yet cigarettes are still on the market. So I understand, but at least, you know, we have so much more information around cigarettes now than we did, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Um, I'm hoping that at least people very well know the risks and the dangers that could happen from getting this procedure done or getting the surgery done. So as I said, there's going to be so much more coming out of breast implants. I know that this is just the beginning and I feel so blessed to have gone through this now so that if it's not the scientific facts, then maybe it's the stories that will help you make a more, um, uh, there we go. I just forgot the word. You see, it's not perfect. Um, a more, what's the word? What's the word? Informed decision. There you go. It only took me five seconds that time, but you guys see like, I still forget, but it doesn't take me as long to remember. I won't be surprised if this changes the plastic surgery industry. And again, I am not against plastic surgery, but I am pro-health. I have good friends and family members who work in the industry, and they are great people. I truly believe that. It's not their fault. It's the industry that needs better regulation and letting us know the real risks of medical devices and also letting the surgeons know as well. So there you have it, you guys. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, if you learned something new, if it helped you in any way, shape, or form, I highly, highly appreciate very much so your feedback, um, tags on Instagram, you sharing this in your Insta story, sending a link to your friends or someone who is either considering an explant but don't know, like for instance, let's say you have a friend who's considering an explant, but maybe doesn't know for certain if it's going to change something similar to how Brennan was con um, concerned about my surgery, then go ahead and send them this episode and just let them hear another story of how an explant can literally 
help them and change their life. And yeah, if you just send this podcast link or share it in your story, I so, so, so appreciate it. I want to share my story with as many people as possible to show them that healing really is possible. And whoever is also going through this is not as crazy as we all feel when we're going through this. Guys, I felt insane. I felt crazy. I did not know what was going on. And I so wanted to deny that it was my breast implants when one day my intuition, you know, I always listen to my intuition and my intuition just went, Catherine, you need to get your breast implants out. They are 100% causing all of these symptoms and they are no longer serving your body. And I'm so grateful I listened to that message. And maybe this is the message for you. Maybe this is the sign that you needed. Maybe this is the confirmation that you needed that you're on the right path. Or maybe you're meant to help someone else by sharing this episode. Again, I so appreciate you listening to this. I know it's been a really long episode, but I wanted to get all my thoughts and all my symptoms and all my notes and all my just my full experience out on this podcast episode because I know it's going to help someone. Okay. I hope you have an amazing day. I'm going to leave some links on the show notes and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at Manifestation Babe or visiting my website at manifestationbabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.